and welcome to Science is Fun Eat. I'm your host, Private. I am 10 years old and currently in the fifth grade. Joining me today is Skipper, who is a old nerd. Hey, not funny, Private. Kind of funny, Skip. Skip, a boy at school said there was no way that the old Egyptians could have built the pyramids. It was because they didn't have big cranes or trucks or even the wheel when they built them. Well, old Egyptians weren't as strong as young Egyptians. That's not funny, Skip. You know what I mean. Private, people only know what you say, not necessarily what you mean. But yeah, I know you meant the ancient Egyptians. So how did he say that the pyramids were built? He said that it had to be aliens from outer space to help the Egyptians build them. Hmm, sounds like he's making an argument from ignorance. What does that mean? It's a very common mistake in a person's argument. It goes like this. Because the person doesn't know how something happened, it has to be his explanation for it. See, that kid's argument is that because he doesn't know or understand how the Egyptians did it, then it has to be the aliens. He probably saw a phony documentary on TV or the internet where the producers claim they were built by aliens. So were they? Nope. The old Egyptians did it themselves. They were very smart people and they used the materials they had in very creative ways. Skip, can you prove the aliens didn't build them? (laughs) Private, now you are making a mistake in your reasoning called burden of proof. It's a logical fallacy. It's a what now? (laughs) A logical fallacy. They're mistakes that are made in a person's reasoning when they're discussing something or when they're in an argument with someone about the cause of an event. What mistake did I make? Well, you said it was up to me to prove your argument is wrong instead of you proving your argument was right. If you're going to say something like aliens built the pyramids, then it's up to you to prove it to me with some solid evidence. You shifted the work or the burden onto me to prove that you're wrong instead of you doing the work first to prove you were right. Okay, I get it. So how did they build them? Well, you're still shifting the burden to me, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get over it and tell me already. Okay, I'll tell you because I love you. It took many years. They used huge sleds and many men to haul the limestone blocks up ramps to the level that they were working on. And they poured water on the sand in front of the sled to reduce the friction as they dragged it over the sand. They used huge barges on the Nile River to transport those blocks from the mountains where they were mined and shaped. And there were large encampments for the workers to live near the site. How do we know that? What's your evidence? Private, there are hieroglyphics, you know, the pictures the Egyptians etched in the stone that show men hauling sleds with huge blocks on them and with a person pouring water in front of the sled to reduce the friction. Is there any other evidence? There are remnants of the paths they used to haul the big stones. They're still visible in some places. And then there are the quarries where they mine the stone and evidence that the workers were there for many, many years cutting and shaping the stone that was used to make the pyramids. Archaeologists have even discovered the remnants of the encampments where the workers lived while they were working on the pyramids. Okay, why else don't you think aliens helped them? Well, for the most obvious reason of all. What's that? Well, we know from evidence that the mountains where the limestone blocks were cut out that it took many years to build the pyramids. If the aliens came down with all that great technology and then built the pyramids during that time, there would be massive amounts of evidence that they would have left behind. Private people would have talked about them, drawn pictures of the aliens and the aliens' machines. That is true. And another thing, back then people traveled and traded between other nations all around Egypt. Don't you think they would have talked about the aliens over all those years? I sure would. That 
must have been pretty amazing to them if the aliens did help build the pyramids. Private, thousands of people would have come from all over the known world over those years to see the aliens and the incredible things they were doing. Wow, you're right. I would have loved to see that. I sure would too. And then all those people would have gone back home and told stories about what they saw and the people they told would travel and tell other people and on and on. The knowledge of the aliens and their machines would spread like a virus over the whole known world. And even if the aliens tried to clean up after so no evidence was left in Egypt, they couldn't have erased the knowledge of their existence in the rest of the world. Yet none of that evidence exists anywhere, not in Egypt and not anywhere in the rest of the world either. Let's do some more research on whether aliens help build other things here on Earth. Okay, cool. So, Private, we found a lot of people claiming that aliens helped to build Inca temples in South America. And people claiming that aliens drew huge pictures of animals and things in the plains of Chile that can only be seen from high above, and that they even built Stonehenge in England. <laughs> and what was their evidence? Well, they really didn't have a lot of evidence. Actually, they didn't have any real evidence for their theories. They only had that ignorance thingy you said. You mean the argument from ignorance, the ones that says that because they don't know how people did it, they must have had help from aliens. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> so what do you think, Private? Well, it sure would be cool if aliens did do that stuff. But I also think that it's even cooler that those people long, long ago, without the machines and tools and stuff we have, could still have built all those amazing things. <laughs> you got that right. The more we learn about ancient people, the more we realize that they were smarter, more ingenious and resourceful than some people give them credit for. What does ingenious and resourceful mean? Ingenious means to be clever or inventive. And to be resourceful means that you use the materials at hand to make the things you need. I see. You're always making really weird things out of the stuff in your cellar. Weird stuff? I don't think so. Hey, why should I buy things that I can make myself? Besides, I like making things. Yep, you and the old Egyptians. Hey, not funny, Private. Kind of funny, Skip. You know, Private, it seems that every year, scientists find out more and more about the ways those ancient people accomplished those incredible feats. It is amazing. Yay, science! Yay, scientists! You got that right, Private. Uh, Skip, before we go, I have a quick question about something my teacher was talking about a few days ago. It's about Earth's spheres, and I'm not completely clear about what those are. You mean, like, the biosphere and the atmosphere? Those kinds of spheres? Yeah, that's it. I know the atmosphere is all the air and clouds and stuff, but what are the others? Well, the atmosphere is more than air and clouds. It's divided into layers as you go up. Like what? Well, there's the part we live in, and the layer where the clouds are found, and then there's the layer of ozone that protects us from ultraviolet radiation, and a bunch of others, too. So what's the biosphere? Ah, that's my favorite sphere of all. You have a favorite? You're weirder than I thought, and I always thought you were very weird. <laughs> Silence, young Skywalker. And yes, the biosphere is my favorite. Bios means life, so it's the deepest down and the furthest up we can find life. And since all living things are related, it's where all my relatives live. <laughs> Not very funny, Skip. You just have a terrible sense of humor, that's all. No, I don't. So what about the other spheres? Well, there's the hydrosphere. Is that where all the evil ten-tentacled hydras live? Now that's funny. But no, hydro, not hydra. Hydro means water, so it's where all the water on the earth can be found. Cool, so what else? Well, there's the lithosphere. That's the rock and dirt of the earth. And we can't forget the cryosphere. 
That sounds like the sad part of the earth where all the living things are crying. <laughs> You're right, it does. But cryo is Greek and it means cold. So the cryosphere is where all the water is in ice form. There are others too, but those are the main ones. Thanks, Skip. And yay, science! You got that right, young Skywalker. Well, that's our podcast for this week. Come back next time for another episode of Science is fun E. Oh, and don't forget to visit our website at www.scienceisfune.com or listen on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, or just search for Science is fun E in the podcast section of your favorite podcast app. To suggest possible topics for upcoming episodes, email topics at scienceisfune.com. And remember, you could win a Science is Fun E t-shirt if you send in a suggestion and we use it in an episode. You can email me at private at scienceisfune.com or skipper at scienceisfune.com. I'm private, a.k.a. Avery Adams, hoping you have a great week. TTFN.